Why Do We Sound So Good? Because we're at Dead Aunt Thelma's studio and Mike Moore is engineering for us. Thanks, Dead Aunt Thelma's. Thanks, Mike. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Adventures in Artslandia. I'm Susanna Mars, and today I am so happy to share the hostess seat with Ruby Joy White, who will be moderating a post-show discussion for School Girls, or the African Mean Girls play. That talkback will be at Portland Center Stage on February 2nd after the 2 p.m. matinee. And School Girls is the first co-pro between Portland Center Stage and Artist Repertory Theater, which is really thrilling. And the story is about a women of color experience. And while I'm a woman, I'm white. So I thought it would be a really great idea to share the host seat with someone who knows what these topics are about. Thanks, Ruby, for agreeing to be that woman. Yeah, thank you so much for having me here. Yes, my pleasure. I want to tell you guys a little bit about Ruby. She curates music and creative spaces for folks of color and is a content writer for Art for Ourselves, an online grassroots community publication for QTBIBPOC artists, activists, and cultural workers. She also serves as the director of the Multicultural Resource Center at Reed College. And you can find Ruby on Instagram and Twitter at Rostaroo. And also joining us for the conversation are two actresses from the production, Morgan Walker. Hey, Morgan. Hi. And Sarah Williams. Hi, Sarah. What's up? Hi. All right, Ruby, take it away. So the first question I wanted to know for our actresses is, what drew you to schoolgirls in the first place? And how did that script kind of move in your body? And how did it move in your world and how you kind of exist within who you are and your positionalities? That's a great question. I first did this show in Kansas City. And uh, that was the first time I was introduced to this work and uh, read it. And I felt like there was really a part for me. Uh, the role of Erica, she is a biracial woman. And uh, she, her mother is white and her father is African. And that is, my, my father is black and my mother is white. And so I was like, yes, finally a role where I feel like I know the character. Like I, I connect with it. It's very close to my high school experience. Mm-hmm. Um, with trying to fit in with different crowds, not always um, feeling fully accepted, um, but finding my heart and my whole in my home. Um, so I think I really love being able to be my own representation in that way. Um, and it's kind of soul-soothing to get to uh, you know, yeah. do this work. It's very cathartic. Yeah, no, I feel the same way. Um, I feel like whenever I read this script, I was just so excited that it was just a cast of five black women just kind of existing, and it's not like a struggle story. I mean, it it has struggles, but it's not a struggle story. It's actually like a really beautiful and relatable story that just takes, it it takes a look at how universal the high school experience is. Mm -hmm. And for my character, Eloise, I mean, she's not a student, but she was a student, and she comes back to this school, and it's like she she sees herself, right, in all of these girls, and this, this one opportunity to be Miss Ghana. Um, she's giving them uh, this chance to be recognized on, like, this global platform. And, like, I think, for me, the experience of playing Eloise has been incredible because my high school experience was nothing like this. I didn't 
get to be the most popular girl or get to be the the <laughs> the you know what I mean like yeah and so the with with Eloise you get to just like kind of come in and like shake things up and 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 I don't know it's been it's been great like the cast is great I'm just having a lot of fun <laughs> That's great. Thank you. Um, so I, I also, I read the script and um, it kind of transported me back to my own experience um, as, as a black person um, and navigating all of the social scripts that are handed to us, right, as members of the black diaspora. And what I did find is that although it's set in a school setting, I have found that many of the themes throughout the play were what I had experienced in like my upbringing with my childhood and family dynamics and kind of what that looks like as far as um, the theme of colorism goes, which was a very present theme in the script and in the play in general. Um, so I am wondering, how did that translate for you all now in your contemporary experiences, or rather, how did it also transport you back to your experiences as members of the diaspora within all of the social scripts and all of the social situations in which we find ourselves in um, as Black women and Black femmes? Yeah, for me, um, I really connected to my high school self, uh, again, with feeling sort of like an outcast. Um, when I was growing up, there weren't a lot of mixed kids, and um, I felt very connected to my black side uh, growing up, uh, my black family more so than my white family, and that sort of dynamic sort of changed uh, the older I got, and uh, especially with how we as people of color and African-Americans have to sort of do code switching to um, get the benefits that a lot mm -hmm. of uh, white people do innately have. Um, there was a lot of that happening that we sort of do, um, a whitewashing effect. Uh, but high school-wise, I mean, high school is high school wherever you go. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. It's all about the clothes. It's all yeah. about the music. <laughs> it's about who can dance, yes. who can sing the best. And that is that's what brings this whole play, um, really grounds it, because that is what these girls are competing for. I mean, they're going to a, uh, a boarding school where you're kind of uh, stripped of all of those individual things that you have when it is clothes and jewelry and uh, things like that. So there is a uniformity, but these girls are still finding, you know, these little tiny inevitable ways to uh, one-up each other. Um, but in the world of colorism, it's very, very difficult to find that way to one up. And um, mm -hmm. in this play, these girls sadly, you know, kind of turn to using bleaching cream to lighten their skin. And uh, when Erica comes in, she does not help that problem or that dynamic mm -hmm. at all. Yeah, I, I feel that, I mean, for me, just being like a, I'm a darker complected woman. And so it's, it's very real to me, the story that's being told, just this idea that the lighter you are, the, the better, you know? Mm -hmm. That was a very real feeling um, I had all through high school. So I really connect to Paulina's character with this, like, she is the darkest child of, of her mom's kids. And uh, there, there's a line in the, in the play where she actually talks about her mom giving her bleaching cream instead of food because it's the belief is that, that that would serve her better in life. And my situation was not nearly that intense, but it's still very real, this idea that uh, that dark isn't beautiful or that it's, not, it's something to be ashamed of. Um, and I think that's like the, 
one of the like biggest messages that I hope people take away from this is, is that there is this kind of systematic um, belief that you can't, black women can't exist how they are with dark skin, with mm-hmm. thick curly hair, with big lips, with whatever shape or size you come in, that it needs to be changed. Um, and I think right now, and my character kind of like plays the, 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 the presence, like that, that, mm-hmm. that the societal, the yeah, yeah, societal kind of like oppression. Um, but she's, she's also a product of it. Right. Uh-huh. She's also the whole representation that these uh, girls at Avery, the boarding school, kind of are mm-hmm. looking up to. Mm-hmm. And that's so present whenever yeah. we talk about representation on stage or in the media. Um, and the black women that we do have, I mean, there's been uh, on a magazine, Beyonce's skin was lightened. And mm-hmm. uh, there's tons of, I mean, you see that everywhere. Yeah. And so there's not a representation. um, I mean, until recently when we have, like, Viola Davis, like, a very beautiful, dark-skinned black woman, you know, taking the world by freaking storm. And, like, owning who she is. But there's also this idea that, like, there can only be one. Exactly. Right? Like, Mm -hmm. there's always a token. Like, there's always one, only one black person will Mm -hmm. make it. So it's, like, which one of us is fighting for that one spot, which is, like, really... Yeah, like, it's uh, it's deep. It is really deep. <laughs> and I kind of want to interject here because you really brought up a strong point that I myself uh, find difficulty in trying to navigate this world as a black woman in general, but really trying to navigate this world as a black person who's trying to climb the ranks in the world of work and creative spaces, mm-hmm. which are so often dominated by folks who don't look like us. Um, and so when we're talking about all of us fighting for that one spot, do you feel like there's often a loss of authenticity that we have to strip ourselves down to a certain kind of mundane person in order to fit in or in order to climb the ranks and kind of not be able to embrace who it is that we naturally are? Oh, yeah. To be, to be more palatable. Yes. Yeah. 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 I feel like, cause it's, it's, it's intimidating, right? If if you're not like that, at least that's what yeah I feel like I was yeah I like, I definitely agree. I think in profess in professional spaces, it's very much like be uh, almost be uh, black but don't be too yes black. be black like, but don't be, be too black, black but don't be a problem be you seen know? but maybe don't be heard as Ooh, much yeah um and in acting it's honestly sadly a lot of times the other way because as on stage on stage on stage stage. in rehearsal be white right in rehearsal (laughs) be white (laughs) you know but like on stage it's like we want the stereotype yeah of black we want the stereotype of a black experience Mm -hmm. of um whatever sort of uh these characters that or like whatever whatever we think black is like be that thing yes or but be blacker. But it's also like it, it's it's such a mind. I'm trying not to swear, oh. but it's such like <laughs> you can swear it's on like, this podcast. Just... You can. You don't have to watch your language okay. on this podcast. That's great. Oh, yeah, sweet. I should have so said that right off the bat. That would have really spiced things up. <laughs> I feel like I feel like it's such a mind fuck because you're telling people like to be to be blacker, but at the end of the day, like what what is right. what is it to be black? Right. So like. My heritage is what slavery. Like you want me to, you know, like yeah. what, like what is it? What is what does that even mean? Right. Like, it kind of leads you with this internal sort of struggle of sense of self. Yeah. Yes. And and having to put on 
uh, certain faces to perform for all these people, and, and mm -hmm. it's very exhausting. exhausting. Yes. But that's the one thing I really like about this process, is because I feel like none of that mm. is the case. Like, in, in rehearsals, we get to just, like, really be ourselves. We get, we're just, like, laughing and dancing, and, like, this, this process has been the complete opposite than, like, anything I've expected in the past. Like, I yeah. don't feel like I have to be more palatable yes. mm -hmm. in this rehearsal process at all, which I think really speaks to, like, Jocelyn's writing. Yeah. Because she's written characters that don't, that don't have to do that. Like, mm -hmm. the actors don't have to do that, which is just great. Yeah. It's great. So then kind of moving into that conversation, so I hear a lot of what you're saying is that we're code switching, we're fed all these social scripts, and especially in creative spaces, it feels like we have to water ourselves down, um, which makes it even harder because I know that when I'm creating, I bring my entire self into the project. So that means my blackness mm -hmm. comes with it. That means my queerness <laughs> comes with it. That means everything comes with it. Um, and so what do you feel is different about being a part of this play as opposed to other maybe other productions that you've been a part of where your blackness, your queerness, your yourness um, wasn't able to come out in the same way. And how do you feel like you're going to be able to project that while you all are on stage with this projection, like this production? In this room, um, in our rehearsal room, we have created a very, very safe creative space. Mm -hmm. um, we even have a whiteboard uh, that has <laughs> sort of these um, rules for the space, and a lot of them, uh, one of the things that I put up was trusting and vulnerability. And trust is kind of the foundation that all rehearsal rooms, um, any workspace, should be built on, mm -hmm. um, a safe space for everyone, because uh, that is where the biggest risks can be taken. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And I think bringing this play to the stage, uh, we have, we, we all know and trust in each other and know that we have each other's backs on stage, no matter sure. what happens, yeah. tech element-wise, costume-wise, lights-wise, anything, um, or audience-wise, um, no matter what happens, we are all there for each other. Mm -hmm. um, and I think every uh, actor can really attest to the fact that when you're in a cast, it is like having a family. It's yeah. who you spend, uh, you know, Tuesday through Sunday with, and uh, for eight weeks and you're, you get very close. So there is sort of that uh, community that happens. And um, I think sort of bringing that mentality into other um, casts that you will inevitably be a part of after this amazing process of being able to be in a very safe room, um, you know, it's always going to change and the dynamic will always be different. And not every cast is as close uh, as the one we are so lucky to be a part of right now. Um, but we're having a good time. Yeah, like, yeah. And I feel like everyone kind of embraces every part of each cast member. So it's like we bring our awkwardness, we bring our sense of humor, we bring our blackness, we bring just everything that we are to the table. And we trust each other enough. No, we trust each other so that we're able to take big risks in the room, which lead to us having a better mm -hmm. time <laughs> like yeah because people are just able to be themselves so the it doesn't feel mundane like it doesn't feel boring it doesn't mm -hmm. feel like anyone is censoring like an expressive part of themselves um which just makes it a lot of fun so i think on stage my hope fingers crossed is that it's it it shows that we have like 
done done the table work, done done the like difficult like um, got into the the trenches with it, but that we are having fun and that we're really interested in just like telling the story mm-hmm. beautifully, clearly with all of the laughs and all of the uncomfortable moments. Like yeah, included. yeah, that's life. I mean, I think for a lot of us, um, or or for any of us who haven't been a part of an all black cast before. Uh, I haven't. It, <laughs> wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, I haven't. In this room, it's we all recognize the colors and different mm-hmm. variations of our skin tones, um, but we are not focused on being black in the room. Mm-hmm. Like, we are all just very much ourselves mm-hmm. and in predominantly white spaces where we are the minority and we are the only person of color in that space. It is very... Um, ostracizing at yeah. times and it can kind of be what you think about a lot but and in this room it doesn't but even in ways that you don't expect mm-hmm. so like um to speak on this process like particularly like our hair is different right and and it's something that not a lot of people have worked with and so we kind of have to uh, i wouldn't say educate but i would say like speak up about things that if you didn't grow up with it, you might not know mm-hmm. this. So like, and that's okay. And it, and it's great though, but it's great to be in a cast of of other people that look like you mm-hmm. because it's not it's not isolating. If you're one if you're one yeah. black person in a show of white people and you're like, um, I need a different wig. Like it seems like <laughs> this is my hair. Yeah, sort of exactly. Need, yeah. But it's like in this show, it's just like, oh no, like we need a different wig because that's not actually our hair. That's the hair that you probably see most often, mm-hmm. but that's not actually our hair, mm-hmm. you know? And, and, like, it's great to not feel alone in that. Absolutely. Um, yeah. A lot of what you just said actually resonates a lot with me because I think that when, um, and just speaking from my own experience, I often feel like, I often feel like as a black person, especially in predominantly white spaces and non-black spaces in general, um, that I am on stage, if that makes sense. I feel like I'm always being watched. Ooh, um, yeah, you're to, acting while you're acting. Right, I'm acting while <laughs> I'm, yeah, to, to exude some sort of scripted blackness that is actually not my script and I've never even read, if that makes any sense. <laughs> um, and so I think that what's important about this play, and I really love that you pointed out that when you all are together, like, it's not about being black. That is a very refreshing feeling that I often don't experience while I'm, you know, in Portland um, as a black person. But more so, I think that what that allows us to feel and know is that blackness is not monolithic. And so we're removing those monolithic ideas, stereotypes and whatnot, and acknowledging that we are people with individual experiences, even though we may be cast, you know, casted as part of a group. Of folks, which is also so beautiful and magical in and of itself. What does monolithic mean? Oh, monolith. Oh, yes. Let me explain. So, monolithic means all in the same, all all the same. So, all black people have the same experiences. All black people have the same hair. All black people, this like all of that um, is is a monolithic kind of idea. And so, what I appreciate about you all saying those things is that you all are people, and these characters are different people with different experiences. And although they may be black, it's like they are not the same. And mm-hmm. that's what I'm really excited to see you all bring out on stage is seeing all these different personalities, even though we do have a theme that is, you know, colorism and colonization and all these other things that we know are true, but also they're also just girls in high school and this <laughs> yeah. is their experience. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, just ruminating on that, what you all kind of think about those things. 
like what what do we think about um yeah about not being monolithic about not being monolithic i think this is for me this is the first time i've ever been in a cast of all black people so i i mean i think i was just excited for that fact that mm-hmm. i like haven't maybe delve as deeply as like i i could with that because it's true like we all have different experiences we all have different we all come from different places but I don't know I think I don't I don't know (laughs) for me like so often the work that we get as women women of color and black women are very focused like the whole storyline on a struggle oh the only reason Mm -hmm. why we are there is to represent the struggle of all black people of all black women um, of single black mothers, of uh, the black best friend who is mm. um, the laughing track for the whole rest of the show. Mm-hmm. You know, like we, so often those are the roles that we get. And I think for us now to get a really like meaty, juicy role, um, each and every character is going through something, has some sort of hardship, but also gets to be the comic relief and also gets to have their star moment of, um, being in the limelight uh, or, or choosing to uh, yeah. reject the limelight, you know, whatever mm-hmm. their personal uh, preference is, it's very open to that. Jocelyn yeah. uh, Bio, the playwright, is just so brilliant in making sure that we are represented as full yes, people, full like, human beings, fully fleshed out. flawed mm-hmm. characters, mm-hmm. like, and they, they all have that, that side to them, those moments when they light up and those moments when they, when something really affects them yeah. and they all have, they, they all have something going on. She did a great job with that. All in less than an hour and a half. <laughs> it's such a fast-paced uh, show. There's tons of laughs. Mm-hmm. There's tons of, like, heartfelt moments. Uh, there's tears. Um, and then there's laughs again. And it, it's so beautifully quick. Um, and it's properly dosed. And uh, it, it's... It's a nice little bite-sized piece into the world um, of a bigger issue that is colorism mm-hmm. and, and sort of building blocks of, of seeing that problem exist and um, how can we all tackle it and what can we all do. Yeah. I mean, this play was based off of um, this, the, I don't want to give too much away, <laughs> um, but it, it, it's based off of a true story of what happened in, I think, 2013 um, mm-hmm. with a pageant. Um, and how the winners were decided, uh, and it was a big issue with colorism, and now we're living in 2020, but, you know, in 2019, uh, it was Miss USA, Miss Universe, and Miss, um, Miss Teen? Teen, Teen Miss USA. USA yeah. yeah, Miss Teen USA, all women of color, all black, and, like, I, I don't even, I would love to know what Jocelyn thinks <laughs> of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, having written this play and lived through that and, and this kind of be built very close to home for her and her experience. Um, I mean... What was, like, her... It was, like, her mom's experience. Yeah, it was her like mom. A, yeah. Like she wrote this whole play based off of, like... What did she say? Her mom was, like, a mean girl? Her yeah, mom was a proud yeah. mean girl? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just want to remind everybody, we're talking about Schoolgirls or the African Mean Girls play. It is by Jocelyn Bio and is a co-production between Portland Center Stage and Artist Repertory Theater, and it opened on January 18th. The show will run through February 16th on the U.S. Bank main stage at the Armory. And now back to your regularly scheduled programming. <laughs>
Um, so I think my kind of my last question, um, and also thank you so much for um, answering my questions, um, is what are you hoping uh, the audience receives? And also, what are you hoping that maybe women of the, those girls of color who are going to see this play and folks in general who are tackling the concept of colorism, what do you hope they can take away from this play um, and how they can maybe even infuse some of these things in their everyday lives? So we're going to have, uh, the audience is going to be hopefully very diverse. Um, speaking for me, I think my biggest hope is that little black girls specifically will see themselves as multi-dimensional, multifaceted people. I know growing up, like I, I loved old movies and all that. Like I grew up watching, like I love Lucy <laughs> and, but, but never seeing, never seeing myself. Right. Like always saying that, that in order to, to, to do that, I would have to get closer to whiteness or closer to something more palatable. And my hope is that when black girls come and see this play, that they can embrace everything that they are, every, every aspect of it, because that's exactly what Jocelyn has written. Mm -hmm. She's written something for everyone. And I just hope that people can see themselves. And more than that, I hope that white people will also have the opportunity to see themselves in a way that they normally don't. Mm -hmm. um, we have a beautiful cast of so many different complexions and so many different backgrounds. And it's a really relatable story. And I hope that that's what people yeah. get from it. I agree. I think uh, the last time I did this, it was so beautiful to um, be a part of the talkbacks with some of our student audiences. And uh, we had two girls who are um, Native African in the cast. And just hearing the, or seeing their hands raised and uh, hearing them say, like, oh, I'm from Africa, too. My dad's from Africa. And, like, I, I used to be really self-conscious about it. But then I saw you up on stage and, like, now I see myself and I can do that and I can be that. And, and having some mixed kids even say, like, this is my experience. Has this ever happened to you? And me saying, yes, yes. So, like, I really want um, those who are who have ever been a victim of it, um, who are currently going through it, um, who are feeling the pressures and microaggressions of it and don't even know it yet. Mm -hmm. I want those audience members in particular to know that they are seen, they are heard, and they are valid um, because that is such a tough and frustrating thing, but that's what we're here to represent for. Mm -hmm. um, that's, that's why we want to tell this story um, a, among our other wider audience members, um, I, I think my biggest takeaway I would want for them would just to be like, look at these beautiful black women and look at their stories. Take them as individuals. Um, these are eight individual stories being told. Um, you don't always have to see yourself up on stage. Um, it is okay to see and hear another person's story and to empathize with that. Um, I think that is the biggest thing um, we can take away from theater is just to uh, experience walks of life that we aren't otherwise exposed to. 
I cannot thank you guys enough. Okay. Ruby Joy White, you're a fabulous co-host. <laughs> thank you. I wouldn't even say you were a co-host. You were the host. I just <laughs> really enjoyed uh, your questions and your insights. Morgan Walker, thank you. Sarah Williams, thank you. And a total hugging shout out to Claudie Jean Fisher <laughs> over at Portland Center Stage, who's such a gem. And uh, again, this is School Girls or the African Mean Girls play. It's a co-production with Portland Center Stage and Artist Repertory Theater. The play is written by Jocelyn Bio, and it has opened on January 18th, and it's going to run through February 16th on the U.S. Bank main stage at the Armory. And you can find tickets at pcs.org or artistsrepertorytheater.org. Go over to the Armory Go to the box office. There's so many nice people over there, places to have lunch, see a play, bring your kids. Speaking of, what do you think the age range for this play is before we say goodbye? Oh, I don't, I don't believe question. in that. <laughs> 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 I don't believe in that. But, I mean, I think it's good for kids. It's good yeah, for good kids. For, yeah. There is um, a bit of uh, harsh language, um, yeah. but it's very fleeting. Yeah. yeah, but... Great. It, it's all, it's meant to be there. Yeah. Um, it's good that it's there. I think well, anyone, it's for anyone. Adults and children need stuff to talk about, and this sounds like a perfect yes. topic. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Thank you all so very much. And I'm just golly, the meet and greet was fabulous, and I just was <laughs> on fire afterward about the beauty of the cast and crew the power of all of you there and uh, what you're up to. It's really exciting stuff. And thank you so much. It was great to speak to you. And I can't wait to see you all on stage. I'm super excited. Thank, thank you. you. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening to Adventures in Artslandia. 